0: Welcome to the Ogilvy Podcast, featuring expert conversations and analysis on the complexities of culture, technology, business, and marketing. Ogilvy is a creative network making brands matter across 132 offices in 83 countries. I'm Steve Mudd, your host, marketing strategist, and agent provocateur. Today we have a very special edition of the Ogilvy Podcast. Two years ago, we sat down with Lynn Biederstadt, senior writer for Ogilvy, and had a terrific discussion about the history of women in advertising. Lynn offered her candid observations and personal stories of how life in the advertising industry has and hasn't changed since her career began. This last week, Lynn retired. She'll be missed by me and the rest of her colleagues. Today, we offer a rerun of one of the best conversations we've had on this podcast in honor of Lynn. Lynn, this one's for you. My guest expert today is the wonderfully talented Lynn Biederstadt, senior copywriter, word monster, agent provocateur. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi Steve, glad to be here.
0: For someone who's maybe not as familiar with the actual history of the agency world, you know maybe they've seen a little bit on Mad Men, but can you tell us a little bit about your history and what the agency world was like for, for women when you started?
1: Absolutely. Um, Let me start by saying that the three martini lunch was not a myth. Um, And I'm surprised that anybody got anything done after noontime because everybody was three sheets to the wind, not well, seriously. (laughs) Um, the, The Mad Men analogy is very, very realistic. That's very much like things were back in those days. Um, remember that this was the day that it was just past the time that women showed up were expected to show up at work in pillbox hats and gloves women couldn't get into a restaurant wearing pants and the male dominated advertising agency was a reality that's how things were back then And
0: do you still have your pillbox hats
1: I never did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so where did you start? Can you tell us about the beginning of your career?
1: Sure. I started. um, I was told that I was not expected to stay home and sit around all summer to get a job. I got a job in the mailroom of an advertising agency. It was actually Needham Harper and Steers in Chicago back in its glory days and was... Got along best, shall we say, with the folks in the creative department who started passing my writing around unbeknownst to me, and I got called to Richard Needham's office and was trembling in my shoes, and he said, would you like to be an advertising copywriter? And I said, does it pay more than the mailroom? (laughs) And he said, yes. I said, sign me up, and that was the beginning or the end.
0: (laughs) And and what was the landscape like there? Were there... Other women copywriters, or was it? were you a minority, or how, how was that distributed? Oh yes,
1: we were definitely a minority. Uh, my initial exposure to the, the balance of personnel came from behind a mail cart, so I did see how few women there were in advertising in those days. Um, we were expected to be quiet in a way. Uh, the women who were there, the very few women who were there, were very strong but they hid that strength behind that, that kind of, that, that awareness of a secondary role in advertising. And that lasted for quite a while, I think.
0: And, and were you given the opportunity to work on every brand?
1: Actually, no, we weren't. There were undefined constraints against what women were allowed to, to work on we were given women's products to work on or things that were that had would end up in front of a woman a female audience so for the the, the idea of say you know the opportunity I had in future years which was let's write some stuff for jaguar would not have been possible back then because the unspoken truth of advertising was women wrote women's products hmm.
0: what do you think um opened the door to being able to work on on Jaguar and other male dominated type products or brands?
1: I think that there was a parallel development between what was happening in society as a whole and what finally filtered down into the advertising world. I think the advertising world always told itself that it was progressive, it was ahead of the curve, and the in my experience, at least, the, the fact was that it was just as slow to catch up as anybody else or any other industry was. Um, in, in real life, in the, in the outside world, that was the heyday, the, the, first, the first flush of feminism in those days and we were loud and vocal and militant and that still took a while to filter down into the corridors of advertising
0: what do you think what do you think the leadership reaction was to that militancy in society i mean you know, there, there's a sense from Men, you know the, the messaging changes there's a little bit of changing of the guard but you know the, behind closed doors it was still we're still the old boys club is yeah how, how do you think that they accepted that that evolving message?
1: I think that it, at my pay grade, I wasn't really party to a lot of those decisions, but the reality of it was that whatever was being talked about behind those closed doors started to show. Um, it started a difference started to be evidenced in who we saw at the at the at the helm at the wheels of power mm. that instead of being 95% male and 5% female the, the balance started to shift and you started to see more women and you started to see more women creatives and you started to see more women account people and you started to see more women at the upper levels, you know, like at Ogilvy, Shelley Lazarus, you know, was was a real force to be reckoned with, was a real presence, and you started to see that more and more. You'd maybe never see um, a, a woman creative director. You would never see a woman run agency, except for, say, Mary Wells or something like that, and that changed. And I don't know that it was a a night and day change, but it was a change that made itself evident gradually over a real a number of years.
0: So thinking about, you know, from from those days where you started till today, like how would you characterize that shift? Has it been that shift of leadership and is there a shift in culture? Like do you feel more valued or empowered as, as a woman?
1: I think there's there's perhaps more that we take for granted now that it's been 10-20 years since women started to be more of a presence in advertising. Uh, I know that at Ogilvy, uh, especially in what at that what, when I started there was Ogilvy Direct, um, there were a lot of women there and that whole balance was was quite different than it had been Back in the day, as I say, there is there was no night and day, there was no black and white. Where you woke up, went to went to work one morning, and said, "Oh, look at all the women here," you know. Um, especially in, since, at sometimes at the highest levels of power, it was still paternalistic, you know, and perhaps is to some great degree even now. So you know, I came
0: from the, prior to my exciting career in the world of advertising, I came mm-hmm. from XL Energy, um, you know, a power company, an old utility that you know, very much was, uh, still is really in many ways, a bastion of you know, that male-dominated world. And I think there is a difference in, I don't know if sensitivity is the right word, but I think when you're dealing with creative people, there's more emotional awareness that goes into the advertising agency as opposed to the utility industry. And I wonder how that emotion plays a part of women being in the advertising industry um, through that creative process. I mean if that if that fuels things differently than it would in, in other industries.
1: That is such an interesting question. I've never even thought of anything like that. Um, being in advertising and creative under any circumstance, I think means that your sensibilities are beyond the pale, that you're in a lot of ways an open wound anyway. I think one way for me personally, that that growing up female, has affected my point of view in advertising and creativity or the creative aspects of advertising is the fact that as women you're trained from a young age to be sensitive to what goes on around you to how other people are feeling to how your presence in a situation impacts the other person and strangely enough in the evolution to consumer-centric advertising, that is an invaluable mindset to have, because it's built into you from the day you were born, pretty much. And it gives you a skill set that perhaps everybody and his brother doesn't have. That's
0: That's a great insight. I like that a lot. Um, So we've seen in the past year or two, you know, across the advertising industry, you know, some very high-profile Misogynistic behavior going on in certain circumstances some high-profile lawsuits at the same time. We've seen, you know, very high-profile Platforms from which people are espousing how much they're dedicated to to, to equal pay and gender equality and, and diversity Do you think we're living through a A new golden age or is it really just lip service that we're hearing from the powers that be
1: I think it's a combination of both I think the fact that in back in the day um, it would have been stop whining and shut up you know Um, I think that the mindset that a lot would allow anybody to To address issues with just do your job and shut up at least there's somebody on the other side saying no no we're about diversity we're about fairness we're about equality so even if it is I think that the lip service is tied to action to a very great degree that wouldn't have been possible 10 15 20 years ago um, in many cases, though, clearly it's, it is lip service, and we are still hearing just shut up and, and do your job and be complimented, you know? So I think, I think that, that that's a hopeful sign for me, that, that although the bad stuff is still going on, it's balanced to some degree by the, the, the better stuff and the willingness to, to look at a different way.
0: And I think that, that differentiator, as you pointed to, is action. You know, is there a real action behind some of the policies and things that are coming out? You know, is there real action towards, um, as I know Ogilvy has done, trying to equalize the, the number of men and women in leadership positions and at least being right. aware of that. Also, you know, just the broader diversity issues and, and things. You know, when you do see those actions and when you see people making decisions that back those things up, I think it definitely brings a little bit of um, credibility to it yeah you know whereas if you hear it from a utility company or you know, <laughs> the, the old school you know, you know, other there are other sectors which are perhaps not as genuine in how they approach diversity sure. as, as ours uh, and in
1: this you know it, and in this in this industry I think we're supposed to be closer to the public pulse or to the cultural pulse um, for me I know that and I mentioned Shelley Lazarus earlier but folks like Shelly Lazarus. She was my hero. She was such a presence. The issue of, of her gender was completely set aside because she was such a force and such a presence and such an example and such an influence, you know? It's kind of, she made the fact that she was a female in that high-level role not only acceptable but natural you know this is the way she was for me an example of this is the way things should be you know and that was and I think if we if we had to to do our night and day differences between then and now that would be one of them because I'm not sure you would have seen that 23
0: so this is an industry that certainly thrives on new blood you know there there are new young people coming into the industry every day Um, what advice would you give to um, the new generation of Lynn Bederstads the new generation of Shelly Lazarus that are walking into you know the, the hallowed halls of advertising for the first time
1: I think the business itself is changing exponentially um The, this may be a little controversial, but the drive-through window delivery of strategy and creative is something I think that new folks need to be prepared for, male or female in this business, that timelines have speeded up, that expectations have lowered. This is no longer the day when you could spend two weeks necessarily working on crafting, you know, some glorious words and kerning letters within an inch of their lives. That ain't going to happen anymore. Um, I wish that there were more of an understanding of some of those more antiquated or an acceptance of some of those more antiquated skill sets you know that one word doesn't mean the same as another word one sentence is not interchangeable with another Um, I wish that folks coming into the industry would understand what it's taken (laughs) what some of us have never actually learned which is how to develop a thicker skin because I think the creative department requires it and I don't know that people are taught that as they're coming up.
0: But it starts to get at kind of the ongoing challenge in our business of the art versus the science and and the technology, you know, there is this sense of it's not about to to your point perfecting that message finding the exact right word it's about this rapid iteration and uh, at least for me you know the advice that i i give to young women all the time is you learn to code pick up that technology (laughs)
1: is that the new be a teacher or a secretary thing that we used to hear back in the day I, i
0: think that the future will be owned by the makers and the creators regardless of gender or color or anything else so I, I, I just I tell people to create I think that's so important and hopefully our industry is one that welcomes that creation regardless of who the person is that brings that creation to the front door Yeah,
1: of necessity I mean you, you want to bring the best of what you do to anything in a creative pursuit and feel that it's being valued and I like to set cynicism aside and think that it's the amalgam of all those years of experience that lets me solve problems say differently or more quickly or find answers that aren't necessarily apparent and i think those are some of the 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 skill sets of years and experience that that one hopes would remain valued you know Unless I'm having a cynical day, and then I throw all those ideas right out the window. (laughs) Good thing we don't have many of those. Yeah, really. Uh, (laughs) What's that?
0: Um, Lynn, this has been tremendous. Thank you so much for joining us on The Lounge today.
1: Thank you for asking some complicated and difficult questions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to do it. Thanks for listening to this very special edition of the Ogilvy podcast. Smart people saying smart, pithily, quotable things. Ogilvy is a creative network making brands matter across 132 offices in 83 countries. I'm Steve Mudd, your host, marketing strategist, agent provocateur. Join us next time when we have a candid discussion with my financial planner as to when I can actually retire and join Lynn on the banks of a river in Arkansas.